Retro Hangover is supported via Patreon by listeners like you. We would especially like to thank patrons Lyle McCarns, Ashton Ruby, Randall Quiggle, Tony G, Katie Quigg, Paul Romalo, Raging Demon, JC, Megan Caruso, Masked Llama, Andrew Liguori, Retro Overdrive, Ozzy Garcia, Keith Gasper, and Diskimera. Your continued engagement and generous donations are deeply appreciated. Welcome to The Flight, a consumable curation of champions and catastrophes that is considerate of your chronometer. I am your co-host, Chris Copleen, and I am joined with Shane, and we are Retro Hangover. Shane, how are you doing? This is a new show for everybody, so I hope uh, it doesn't completely crash and burn, but uh, I'm looking forward to what we're doing here. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. We're finally a real podcast. We're releasing content regularly every week. The, the people have demanded it. And so here we are. The analytics have demanded it. <laughs> That's also true. The numbers, much like hips, do not lie. No, I love hips. Okay, so what are we doing? Because this is a new format. So every other week, on the opposite week of our main show, we are going to be giving you our top five lists of whatever our patrons decide to make us do a top five list of. And it could get weird because our patrons are a lovely group of people who give us the best things to talk about ever. And this is all Patreon-driven. So if you want to vote or suggest on the polls that will be coming up on these episodes, head on over to our link tree, linktr.ee slash retrohangover, and join our Patreon. And you too can contribute to what our top fives are going to be for these episodes. And uh, today's episode, by the way, are the top five games that we wish we quit earlier i think that's the best way to put it right shay yeah uh essentially it's it's the the five games that we just put probably too much time into maybe maybe more than they deserved for various reasons and so that's what we're talking about today right. and i will say that uh yes it's 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 going to get weird so not today yeah I, but later i have some spicy meatballs for the today's episode there's some heat. Oh, all right. I, yeah, I think I think I got some I got a little bit of spice, some takes that might be hot, you know. So I suppose with that, we should probably just roll right into it. Right. Before we do, I'd just like to thank our newest patron, Captain N. And because you have recommended bringing back the beverage that I'm drinking currently, I'm drinking Modelo Especial and it is delicious. Mm. So now we now we can start, Shane. Number five. Coming in at the bottom of my list is Terminator 2 by LJN for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Not to be confused mm. with Terminator 2 Judgment Day, the arcade, because that game is fucking amazing, although less so on the console ports. But no, no, I am talking about the, the infamous LJN and the stuff that they put out. And you might be wondering, well, Shane, you knew that these were bad. Why would you play this? Well, you know what? I was young and I didn't know any better. And 
I, I was actually really into Terminator when I was a kid. Um, probably explains a few things. But uh, so I was actually really excited to get this and then summarily disappointed. And yet somehow I just kept trying to play it because I liked Terminator and I liked my Super Nintendo. So I was like, clear, this has to be good. It, it has to be good. I just got to get past this. It's got to be good. Uh, yeah, spoilers. It's fucking not. The game controls like hot garbage. You're stiff as fuck. Uh, they've just, even the first Scare. level, they just throw enemies at you uh, constantly. And if you don't have a gun, you're like, punch and like kick which is really just kind of raising your knee up is has such a short amount of range that it just it feels so bad and if you manage to get past the first level the second level is just a big middle finger because it's this like weird isometric motorcycle driving section that controls like ass and oh god it's it's so bad and yet i i tried over and over again over the course of several years to just try to get into that game and just never could. Yeah. And I'm just, I just want everyone to remember, quote Shane here, that Terminator 2 made him stiff. It did. All right. My number five game is Dragon Age Origins. And by the way, really? I love this game. This is a really good game. Yes. Holy shit. Yes. You're starting off with the spice. Okay. Well, let me explain myself. Okay, sure. It's a good game. Ah. And I, I completed the the entire baseline story, like the main story, which is also it's it's fantastic. It's one of my favorite RPGs ever, period. However, the DLC is lame. Mm. I, I did not like it, especially when you carry over your character from your main plot line. Uh, and, and Dragon Age Origins for the PS3, I think I have the ultimate edition. So my character is like super maxed out by the end of the main plot. So right. you go into this DLC. I don't think it's expecting you to have that. The characters are kind of lame. It's not as good as what you're usually getting. I kept on trying to get through the DLC. I didn't enjoy it. So after I realized I put in like 110, 120 hours into this game, I just wasn't enjoying the extra content they had post game. I realized I was kind of wasting my life. So I would say play the main game. It's fantastic, but just stop playing after that or start a new character without, with the main plot thread. That's what I would recommend. Number four. So coming in next at number four, um, I, <laughs> I started with one game and I kind of expanded it to more of like a better part of a series, actually. But uh, mine's going to be Tomb Raider. And not just the first one, but basically any pre-reboot Tomb Raider that I've played, I, I put too much time into it because I don't think they fucking deserved it. Uh, especially not the first one. Part of that was just because we had we did the episode on it. So mm -hmm. I guess that's my excuse there. But I had Tomb Raider Underworld for my Xbox 360 that I tried really hard to finish. And I ended up just giving up because of just how much not fun I was having with it. Even with the improvements over, you know, a few iterations of the games, I just, they're just not great. I, I know there's some fucking Lara Croft fans out there that probably hate that or whatever, but I just don't think those games are very good. Now, the reboot, those were actually pretty solid, and I finished at least the first one um, and enjoyed that one, like, from beginning to end. But prior to that, man, that, mm, I, I, it needed the reboot because they're just not great. Okay, my number four 
and everyone's going to have to hold on to their seats for this uh, because, again, I'm going to have to explain myself. Persona 5. <laughs> okay. It's not, again, because it's a bad game. I love Persona 5. But let me explain to you why it's on this list. Because it gives you this illusion that it's easy to platinum in terms of getting that platinum, sweet, sweet platinum trophy for your PlayStation 5. I'll tell you this. It probably is. But the game itself, the base game, is over 100 hours, 90 to 100 hours. You're going to spend a lot of time getting into it. And in order to platinum the game, you need to play it twice. So I made it about 40 to 50 hours into my second playthrough. And one of the trophies I realized would become unobtainable because there was a quest that was locked out for me because I didn't fulfill a certain sequence of events to get a certain message to complete the quest. And one of the trophies that you can only get in your second playthrough is completing every single side quest. So in order for me to get that platinum trophy, I would have to beat the game again and then beat the game a third time or at least go through it. And I was not willing to do that. So I just should have played it one time because I never got that platinum trophy put over 150, 160 hours into it and didn't didn't get what I wanted. So I played it for far too long. Again, play the game once. If you want that platinum trophy, be very aware of some bugs that are out there that will keep you from doing it, that will have you rage quit it like I did. Number three. All right, coming in in the middle of my list. It's a Kingdom Hearts game. Mm. Yeah, uh, specifically, that's, that's your baby, it, you know, it is. But also any Kingdom Hearts fan will tell you that like it's it's really more of like a love hate relationship. And this one is decidedly in the hate camp because I fucking hate Chain of Memories. That game sucks ass. And I put way too much time into it because I was operating under the auspices that I was going to finish every Kingdom Hearts game. Uh, much like, you know, a certain somebody's I'm going to play every Final Fantasy game or my wife's mm -hmm. insistence on trying to play every Zelda game, <clears throat> even though I've must do it, cautioned her against that. But mm -hmm. Chain of Memories, man, the I know some people for some twisted reason are like really into the card combat mechanic that that game has. I think it's fucking trash. It's it's so bad because all I ended up doing was running around in a in a combat scenario wishing that I just had a basic attack that I could just use. But you don't. Everything is based on this card deck that you try to build for yourself. And if you've run out of, like, points to spend in that given, like, encounter or whatever before they regenerate or what have you, like, you are literally unable to do anything useful. And so you just run around trying not to get your ass handed to you. And I know some people have said like, oh, well, yeah, but that game is really easy to break. Like you just make this combo of cards and you just fuck up everybody and you win. That's bad game design. It's terrible it design. And I, I spent way too much time with the uh, GBA version of this game trying to push myself to complete it because I thought I needed to do every Kingdom Hearts game. And this just totally did not deserve the amount of time that I put into it. It was it was a bad experience. I think this actually might have been the reason I put down my handheld gaming device for like an extended period of time 
because of how much I disliked this experience. It gave me like PTSD. Yeah, it really did. I was like, I didn't touch a Game Boy for quite a Yikes. while. All right, my number three is Farmville. <laughs> and this could actually be anything that you played in a Facebook browser about 15 years ago. But I will, or even less than that, 15, 10 to 15 years ago. But the reason I choose Farmville is because Farmville is probably the most emblematic game of that entire series of games that we all played on our Facebook browser. And don't you tell me you didn't. I know you did. Everybody did. Do not lie to me. And here's <laughs> the thing. Everything you did with that fucking game, you can never get back. Your friends kept on contacting you to get on their stupid profile to send them gifts. And you would contact them and they would never send anything back. And you would just play it day after day after day. And there'd be no real return to it. There's nothing you can go back to right now and say, look at my Farmville profile. Because it's not there. And anything you did on Facebook, for that matter. Farmville was just a time waster. I'm not putting it as, as higher because it did, you know, give me some entertainment. It, it, it does burn some time. It is very addictive. I will say that. But for the most part, all of those things can they they I just should have stopped playing it. It distracted me from work. It distracted me from life for an inordinate amount of time. So Farmville is my number three game. Number two. All right, we're here. We're, we're at the, the penultimate entry into this uh, this episode's top five list. And it's actually interesting how this worked out because this segues really nicely from what you were just talking about for your number three, I think. And mm. that is my number two entry is pretty much any mobile RPG. <laughs> just as a blanket statement. Uh, if you yeah. listen to one of my our, our, our most recent episodes, you might have heard that I've finally kicked my mobile RPG habit for good, which has been a positive uh, turn of events in my life, I think. I've been able to get some of my uh, coveted free time back. But here's the thing, man. Like, they're not necessarily bad games. Um, there, There is a reason, apart from, you know, uh, psychological manipulation and, and FOMO, uh, that, like, I kept mm -hmm. playing them, right? Uh, like, Dissidia Opera Omnia is a, a really well-made game. Uh, the Kingdom Hearts mobile game was maybe less well-made, but it was still fun. And, you know, both of those I played for multiple years at a time. I mean, also, Chris and I both played Final Fantasy Record Keeper for quite a while. And, no regrets. Yeah, and so <clears throat> there are good ones out there. And especially nowadays, I've seen, like, uh, at the time of recording, there's one that just, just came out, like, this week called Dislight, which apparently is blowing the charts up and because it's like it's got fantastic graphics like it's real flashy blah 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 and that's great um but the issue is they are all like very meticulously designed to just waste your time and get you to spend money that's all they are they're these really elaborate skinner boxes and i just it's really easy to fall into those traps especially if you're an rpg fan at heart which both of us are, but I think Chris has been much better about staying away from this garbage. So he's got that up on me. Oh, very much so. Um, but it's it was hard for me to stay away from these because it's it's so like convenient, right? Like you just have it on your phone, you can pop it out whenever you want, 
Um, and then because they all involve, you know, like daily quests and weekly quests and whatever, and things you got to do on a regular basis and like limited time events and all this shit, the FOMO is real. And I was compelled to continue playing them largely because of that to the point where, and this happened with every single one of these, I just realized I wasn't actually having fun, which is, I don't know, the point of a game, right? And so it just became a job. It was something that was just on my like checklist of to-dos for the day. And that's no fun. And it actually becomes pretty stressful, uh, especially if you've got like three or four of them going at the same time, which I did. Uh, so yeah, just any, any mobile game really, but especially mobile RPGs, particularly like the party based ones, because that's how they get you because they're all hero collectors where you feel compelled to have to like roll on the, on the, on the gachapon to try to get all of the characters and they're just fucking insidious, man. So that, that's why they're taking my, my number two spot. Okay, my number two spot is another spicy meatball. Uh-oh. I have a lot of spice, a lot of spice in this list. So I think the reason that this game is going to pop up here is because this game is constantly, constantly regaled as one of the best games on the Nintendo GameCube. Mm. People always talk about how this is a must-play game. You need to play this game. One of the best RPGs, not only on the system, but of the generation. It, you... It's it's a must see. And this game is called Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door. <laughs> I have made no bones about the fact I do not like this game. It has so many flaws and imperfections. Now, a lot of a lot of games have flaws and imperfections and they're still a good game. I could not stand this and I kept playing it because I was under the promise, the illusion that was created by this promise that eventually I would find something special about it, that it would tug at my heartstrings, that the writing would carry the way with this charm. And the writing is charming and funny, but it just didn't stop the incessant backtracking and how you always had to play it like an action platformer for some reason. And every single stupid enemy just wouldn't get out of your way. It's like Nintendo didn't learn anything from Earthbound. When I have to backtrack and go to an area of the game that I played when I first started playing it, I still have to fight the enemies and I have to go through the entire process of pushing in a button and then doing a jump and doing another button to make sure the crowd cheers me when I'm fighting a fucking Goomba with one HP. Couldn't they just say that you don't have to fight this stupid motherfucker because he is so beneath you? No, they couldn't do that and you still had to do it when you were 20 to 30 hours in this stupid fucking game to get some stupid fucking item that all you, you just need in order to maximize whatever the fuck you were doing. Not to mention the level up system is all fucking wank with this sticker and whatever the fuck that wants you to do, which you can easily manipulate. And I understand why a lot of people love it. It's just not for me. Okay, I'm just not here to play your stupid game where you have to go back and forth with no fast travel, which apparently is something that everyone bitches about, except for this stupid fucking game. You always give these Mario RPGs a pass. I'm not doing it. Fuck you, Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door. You wasted my time. I should have put you down the minute after I pressed power on. You know, with that much spice, I, I kind of have to wonder what's at the number one spot. I may have misplaced it. We'll find out. <laughs> Number one. Okay, 
So here we are, the number one on the list. And I feel like I'm going to, I might surprise some people with this. I don't know. Or maybe they'll understand. Maybe there'll be some commiseration or maybe a little mix of mm. both. But the number one game on my list that I wish I would have stopped playing sooner is World of Warcraft. Nice pick. I love World of Warcraft. Let me get that out there right now. I don't think I've ever, you know, been unclear about that. It was such a huge game when it came out. It was, in a lot of ways, a very formative game. Even though I was in, what was it, my first year of college when it released. Uh, but it was still very formative in how I approached games basically ever since then. Um, it, it's a landmark game, and I don't think anybody would argue that. However, I think I stuck around with it too long because there, there came a point where, much like the mobile RPGs I was just talking about in my number two slot, the game started to feel less like a game and more like a second job. And I will probably harp on this until the day I die because I don't see this changing in the gaming industry anytime soon, but... One of the biggest culprits was the introduction of daily repeatable quests. It really is. Because the entire design philosophy behind the game shifted dramatically from how do we create a world that is engaging enough that people will want to come back to it uh, upon their own volition because they just want to experience more of it which is really a more natural way of getting people to, you know, come back to your game over and over again. And it, it feels better. Um, it went from that to this compulsion driven mechanic of, well, it's less about that. And it's more about, well, hey, do you want the best end game gear? Well, you need to make sure you log in every day to do all these daily quests to grind reputation for all these different factions here so that you can unlock these recipes or these gear items or these currencies or what have you. And that's the only way to do it. And if you don't do it, you're missing out, man. And it just snowballed from there. And it, it started with Burning Crusade, if, I, if my memory serves me correctly. So it was fairly early on. Um, and at first I didn't notice at first I was fine with it because I was young and I had a bunch of fucking free time. So whatever. Uh, but as time went on, it became very evident that the game was just designed around this and running end game raids over and over again ad nauseum. And that was pretty much it. And so at some point, the game that I loved so much just ended up becoming this shell of what it used to be. And was just something that I logged into daily out of habit for fear of, of missing out on something. And that really sucks. You know, I, I actually really do mourn the old the old days of, of WoW because, because it was like this whole new world. And just the way that it was designed just drew you in and made you want to find out more, to explore the world and to find new NPCs and to discover new quest lines and things like that. And then at some point, I just feel like that got lost. And I played from launch, technically from beta, all the way up until consistently up until about, I want to say Warlords of Draenor is really where I started dropping off. I tried after that, but just didn't stick. Shadowlands was garbage anyway. But um, 
Yeah, I gave it too much. I think Wrath of the Lich King was really the peak of that game, and I probably should have quit right around there. So that's why that's my number one. It's not that I hate it, and that's why it's up there. It's actually because I love that game, and it sucks that it's become what it is. All right, my number one. Shane, what's what's if you had to guess what my favorite video game series was, what would it be? Uh, I mean, just off the top of my head, Streets of Rage. That's my favorite game, not my favorite series. Okay. Think RPG. RPG. I mean, is it <laughs> is is it Lunar? No. Okay. It's Final <laughs> Fantasy. Okay. Well, that was my right. next guess. All right. Fine. <laughs> it's Final Fantasy. So we're going to the Final Fantasy series. Yes. Now, a lot of you might, when you hear me say Final Fantasy, you're immediately, if you've known me, if you've heard me talk, you're going to assume 8 or 12. You would be wrong. Because I, I kind of had a feeling of what those games were prior to going into it. I am going to go to Final Fantasy 15. And let me tell you why it's Final Fantasy 15. Because the game is a complete and total dumpster fire. Not only is it a dumpster fire, it gives you the illusion that it is not a dumpster fire <laughs> for about 20 to 30 hours. It's an incredibly enjoyable game for about the first half of the experience. It lures you in. It makes you think that the entire experience you're going to get is a cohesive, understandable, open world game that is just a joy to play with a unique combat system that anyone can pick up. And then, and then, it just decides to completely collapse upon its own weight. I was ready to let the fact go that you didn't get the entire plot of the game unless you decided to buy a movie or watch a movie explaining something about the game somewhere else. I was willing to accept that there wasn't a side companion piece to understand more of the story that was like part of another game or something like that. I was even willing to overlook and acknowledge the fact that I wasn't going to get everything about every character because I wasn't going to download the individual DLC for every single one of your party members to understand their full motivation and backstory. But the fact that it just gave me 30 hours of a good time where I could overlook that and then just completely shit on me for the second half of the game in a downward death spiral of disappointment that not only did I was did I could I hope that the game would get better it progressive it progressively got worse it progressively got more just asinine and less understandable and just more stupid with bigger plot holes that didn't make sense and didn't reward you for your time and didn't reward you for anything that you did in the first half. It just kept on shitting you and just 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 completely wasted the investment I put into this game. And then all those flaws that I was willing to overlook and look past just bubbled up to the top. And I realized this is an experience that after years of this series just going on a downward slope, have finally crashed into oblivion under just the weight of greed from DLC and external media and trying to make it more of an experience outside of the core game itself than what it actually should be, which is a decent RPG for everybody 
but it just wasn't. The only redeeming factor of why you should even touch this game, if you're a Final Fantasy fan, is so you can get in your stupid fucking car and drive around and listen to the soundtracks of every other Final Fantasy game. Because that's the only thing this game will reward you for. Fuck Final Fantasy XV. Fuck what it was trying to do. That game needs to burn in hell and never come back. And I know we have listeners that love this game. I still love you. I just hate this game. So fuck Final Fantasy XV, Shane. I spent way too much time and just hours of my life gone. Gone. I mean, that's fair. So what I'm hearing is you're looking forward to FF16. No. <laughs> Well, and it, you know what? I hope it is good, by the way. I, I do. Oh, I, sure. I, it's just, yeah. I'm not I'm not hyped. They're going to fuck this up. They're probably going to they're probably going to make it so your party members are NFTs or some bullshit. Oh, God. No, all, all of the items you pick up are NFTs. That's how that's going to work. Uh, well, yeah. you know, I, 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 too, played FF15, but I think I played it in the best way possible, which was the the mobile remake of it, which actually yeah. sound it sounds shitty. Mobile remake. Actually, pretty good. It streamlines that whole game into something that's very digestible and very easy to play through. And um, I didn't hate it. Well, hey, so uh, I guess that brings us to the end of our very first. Uh, well, in a way, I guess the the, the resurgence of. The flight. Let's put it that way. If you're if you're an OG fan, then then you know you know what's up. And so with that, uh, if you if you are listening to this, then that means that you've already found us, and we're glad that you're here. Uh, if you would like to engage with the show in some other uh, various and sundry ways, then you can do that, and we make it easy. All you got to do is go to Linktree slash Retro Hangover. That's L I N K T R dot E E slash Retro Hangover and choose the destination that suits you best, whether that happens to be our public Discord, which we've got a fantastic community going there, and we love all of you very much, uh, or, you know, our socials, or if you'd like to support the show in a different way, you can check out the Patreon or the merch store with some real fantastic designs that we've got up there, uh, as well as the YouTube channel, and if you'd like to hang out with us live, you can go to our Twitch page, which Chris will now tell you about. Yes, if you want to hang out with us every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, you can do so at twitch.tv slash Retro Hangover, where we will be playing a game. I'm probably going to be playing Lunar because that's all I do. And uh, I, I hope you enjoy that. I do know that the Four Job Fiesta is coming up, and my intention is to play the entirety of Final Fantasy V in accordance with the Four Job Fiesta rules on twitch.tv slash Retro Hangover. And that will just be whenever I play it. But... For our, if you want a set time of when you know you can find us, it is Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at twitch.tv slash retro hangover. Hang out with us and our friends. It's always a good time. Shane? Okay. Well, I suppose with all of that being said, until next time. Play with these going to shove them right up Noctis's ass joysticks. <laughs>